Hey guys, David Coletta here, pastor of Mission Community Church. I wanted to share with you today a scripture from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 and 28. A well-known scripture that says, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who abuse you. Can I hear an ouch? <laughs> this is not a one of those feel good types of scriptures because it puts us face to face with a reality that uh, we all need to come to terms with. Now, do all of us have enemies? I think the answer probably will be that we don't, right? I think that declaring someone is an enemy is actually a big deal. I think it implies that perhaps there's a war that's going on between you and someone else. That's a big statement to make. Now, do we have people who hate us? Well, do we have people who curse us? I mean, do we take these verses from the Bible and because we are not, uh, we don't really have people who hate us or curse us or people who we call our enemies, we scrap them out of the Bible because they're no longer 100% relevant to us today? Well, clearly the answer is no. The answer is no. The language seems extreme, right? But it, this is, these are hard verses, and these two verses that we, that, that we read, they're hard verses to deal with because we come face to face with people who impact our lives in a negative way on a regular basis. And so, you know, we may consider them perhaps not our enemies or people that hate us or curse us and that don't do us any good. But, at, you know, at the very least, we know that we face people who perhaps don't like us or want to do things, abuse us, or, or uh, to some degree we have contrast with. Now... Let me ask the question this way. How would you answer now? Has anyone mistreated us? Well, who has mistreated us? Is there someone who has displayed perhaps ugly behavior toward us, towards you? Who has hurt you, spoken evil words against you and me, insulted us or caused us pain? Has anyone let us down? Someone that perhaps we trusted to be a, a positive influence in our lives, but was not there the time that we needed that person to be there the most. Do we have people that simply have betrayed us? Has anyone taken advantage of us? Maybe abusing our friendship or just abusing our goodness. You know, I think that we can all say that at some point or another, we have experienced being mistreated, let down, hurt, abandoned, and sometimes abused. Maybe your dad or mom or brother or sister or cousin or friend or uncle or perhaps a co-worker was someone that abused the goodness of your heart and disappointed you. Maybe mistreated you. Perhaps is a brother or a sister in the church or maybe your pastor. We need to remember that we're all fail, frail human individuals. We're all imperfect. And I, as, you know, as much as anybody else, 
will fail you. If you know me and you're listening to this little uh, meditation, I will fail you. As a pastor, I will fail you. As a husband, I'm going to fail my wife. I'm going to fail my children. I have failed my wife and my children. That's just a reality. You know, uh, we all face situations. I think that we want to uh, uh, find a door out, run away, or never face those situations again, or perhaps even face certain individuals again. Like I, I, you know, some people that may have hurt you, you just look at them and you say, I never want to deal with that person again. I never want to talk to that individual again. But you know, sometimes our struggle and our difficulties that we put people on pedestals. We think that because someone may have a good intention toward, toward us, that they will never let us down. But the truth of the matter is that we're human, we're flesh and blood, and we will let each other down. Now, I've experienced that time and time again, and will likely experience it again. You have probably experienced it time and time again, and you will likely experience disappointments from individuals again. And we cannot put our hope in trust in men and women because we fail one another by virtue of who we are. We are flesh. We're imperfect individuals. So what is the answer? Can you live in isolation? Maybe if I live alone, locked into my house, in my room, you know, this COVID situation may have helped some people that feel that way. But the truth of the matter is that we cannot live in isolation. None of us can do life alone. We need each other and we need to be with people anger bitterness frustration disappointment will only lead us down a path of experiencing guess what more anger more bitterness more frustration and more disappointment the calling to be a believer church is a serious one we can't claim to have received the love of god yet from the other side of our mouth, love our enemies or hate our enemies, I should say, and those who have wronged us. So how do we repay our enemies? How do we repay those who have wronged us or abused us or mistreated us? How do we do it? What, what do we do? Well, I believe that Jesus gave us a recipe for that. And it's found in these verses, right? Number one thing that he said, it says, love your enemies. That's a word that is probably used in so many wrong ways. I mean, we love God, but we love our spouse. We love our kids. We love our pizza. We love football. We love watching TV. We love that show. The word has lost its power or the power of its meaning because it is used in so many different ways. But what the Bible is talking about here is actually, let's replace the word. We need to agape, right? We need to love our enemies. And that is a love that transcends my human feelings, that transcends the way that I feel. It's sacrificial love. It's a sacrificial love of God that is, it was extended to all of us when we accept and receive Christ in our lives. Because you know what, guys? We didn't deserve it, but God loved us nonetheless. Remember that God did the same for you. He did the same for me. He so loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus, for humanity, for you and I. And so we must extend the same. We were enemies of God too, 
but he redeemed us by his love for us. And so we are called to love our enemies. Number two, we're called to do good. And, it, and the scripture says to do good to those who hate us. Now, how do you do good to those who hate you? I mean, that's just hard, right? It's great in the scripture, but in reality, in practicality, it's like, oh man, how do I actually love someone that is not, that is hating me? How do I do good to them? Let's just say it this way, that this scripture is the antidote and the very thing that people who hate us would never expect that you and I would ever do. You say, what is it? To do good to them. They will never expect that. Now, I struggle with this because my humanity and my sense of justice wants people to be repaid for what the evil that they have done to me, right? We want our haters to experience the same grief and hate that they're giving us. But the Bible is clear that we should do good because in doing so, in Romans 12, it says that we will heap upon their heads coals of of hot coals, fiery coals over their heads. Now, you know, Jesus said, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. That's doing something good. That's what the scripture is saying also. Paul is saying this, that if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. That is actually doing good to those who actually do not like you or hate you. Number three, bless. We need to bless. Now, you say, bless who? Well, Jesus said in these verses, bless those who curse you. We don't repay evil for evil. That is the core of Christianity. Because if God were to repay evil for our evil, we should not be here. We should all be dead. You know, it's easy for the flesh to just seek vengeance, to be nasty to those who are nasty to us. Yet Jesus here is encouraging us to speak blessings. He said, don't curse those who curse you. Bless those who curse you. He's saying, speak blessings to those who have said evil things towards you. We must remember to speak life in the midst of darkness and blessings in the midst of curses. Finally, he says, pray. He says, pray for what? Well, it's easy to pray for people that love you. Maybe someone that needs a touch from God, that may need a healing. But how about praying for those who abuse you? Jesus said, pray for those who abuse you. That's not easy. Abusing someone is often done against their will. And so if uh, if it's you, you've been abused, you know that that's something that maybe against your own will. You did not realize that that person was actually abusing something about you or you as a person. It's not easy to pray for someone who is taking advantage of us. You see, abuse comes in many forms. Yet, regardless of the form, it does evoke these feelings of of distrust and anger and bitterness. How could that person abuse me? How could that person uh, abuse the goodness that I've given to him or her? Jesus 
in all of these verses and and these points is impressing upon us that we must not repay evil with evil, but that we must repay evil with good. In Romans chapter twenty-one, twelve, uh, chapter twelve, verse twenty-one, it says that we overcome evil by doing good. We overcome evil with good. So let me reread this these two verses in the message translation because it it really encapsulates everything that I have said and I hope that this will be a blessing to your life. Let me conclude with this. To you who are ready for the truth, I say this. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for that person. If someone slaps you in the face, stand there and take it. If someone grabs your shirt, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes fair, unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more tit-for-tat stuff. Live generously. I pray this encouragement was uh, lifted your spirits. And then maybe as you look at people that may have hurt you or disappointed you, spoken evil words against you, mistreated you, abused you, were maybe in the category that you would call your enemies, that you would just look upon them as God's creation and that your attitude will shift to actually loving them, doing good to them, blessing them, and praying for them. God bless you.